In today's episode of Bill and Frank's Guilty Pleasures, we discuss a song that you are guaranteed to find at any hour of the day on those easy listening soft rock stations that you always loved in the late 80s to early 2000s. We talk about the genre of music, sophistipop, which I had never heard of until we discussed this song. And we talk about a song that came out of a near-awful equestrian tragedy. This is Bill and Frank's guilt-free pleasures take on Breakout by Swing Out Sister. Guilt-Free Pleasures is all about songs that you at one time may have been ashamed to admit that you listened to. But as time goes by, you realize that it's an awesome song and you were right all along. An ideal example of this is Swing Out Sisters' Breakout. And it's taking me decades to find out who actually sang this song. I know, right? This is a song I heard all the time. And all the time, I thought it was Gloria Estefan. I had no idea. I had no idea who it was. I just know that I heard it on every single easy listening station in the late 80s to, I don't know, 2000s Two th- yeah. when I stopped listening to radio. Yeah. And now, of course, you and I are similar in that we talk about rock with our friends and whatever other popular music, but we really spend about 75% of the time listening to easy rock yeah. stations. <laughs> <laughs> so this is on all the time. Not just easy rock, but super easy rock. Yeah. Like a Joy 96, which I know our listeners won't understand, but it's well, just... The ones from the Niagara region will. Yeah, but it's one of those stations where it was on like 96.1 and you could hear it at your dentist. You could hear it at the doctor's office. It was super, super safe. And most likely your grandmother listened to this. Now, I'm wondering if we heard this song as much as we thought that we did, or this is such an earworm song that it was just burrowed into our subconscious, constantly playing in the background. That's a good point. I think that might be true. Because whenever I heard it, I took a moment to pause and listen as closely as I could. And what I wanted to hear was who sang this song called (laughs) Breakout. And there'd be moments where I mixed it up with Break My Stride. And I didn't know which song I was listening to, even though they sound different. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, the, the Breakout, Break My Stride. And before the internet, I was really concerned that I would lose the song forever, that at some point they'd stop playing it and I'd never find it. And just get lost in the cosmos. And there was a real chance of this back before Napster MP3s, which I think is, what is that, late 90s? Yeah, mid-late 90s. Yeah. Before that, there was a real chance that you'd lose it forever because they might not stock it at the record store. I had no idea who sang it. I didn't find out about it till maybe a couple of years ago that it was Swing Out Sister. Yeah. Because not a single station for like... I don't know, my young adult life, my young teenage life, like 15 years, not a single station ever said who was singing this. They just put the song on in the mix. I remember just stopping even while I was serving customers at the boot shop. So I'd be selling (laughs) shoes and the song would come on and I would stop and like say, oh, I got to go get something in the back room. And I'd go there just to listen to Breakout. Yeah. This song is incredible. And 
ultimately never learning the name of the singers. Never. Because sooner or later, you've got to serve your customers. Yeah. Don't Do you remember the first time you heard this song? No, I have no idea when I heard this song, but it's been stuck in my head probably since 1986 when it was released. Well, when it came out, it felt like it had always been there. Yeah. Now, this is special because we were, so it's 86, we're nine years old. And at that moment in time, everything felt like it had always been there. So you could hear your dad's Elvis records and you could hear Swing Out Sister and they all like blend together. As it though they exists always exist. in the same universe and it's just music. Yeah. And um, I think I would have heard this at Prudem's Landing for sure. Oh, absolutely. This is a Prudem's Landing song for yeah. sure. So you're going to hear this. You're sitting and burning in the sun, getting yeah. ready to kind of climb up to go up to those water slides. Maybe play some skeet ball. Yeah. I never played skeet ball because it costs money and the housers don't pay to play. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do bumper boats, but we're not skeet balling. Well, I mean, you're Dutch Scottish, so I wouldn't expect you to pay. That's right. We're no suckers. Let's talk about this band. Now that we know who they are after 20 years, 30 years, 40. Almost 40 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 40 years They're of... actually still together, too. Yeah, that's right. Well, two of the three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's three members of the band. The lead singer is uh, Kareen Drury. Then there's Martin Jackson and Andy Connell. So Andy Connell and Martin Jackson, they were in different groups when Swing Out Sister got together. And Kareen Drury, she was a model and fashion designer, but always wanted to be a musician. And she had never sung before, but always wanted to be a singer. Yeah, which is kind of bonkers. Like, she has a really nice voice. It's totally crazy. Because one, if I had never sung before, and listeners, that is me. I mean, (laughs) I sing on this podcast, but every time I do, it sounds like I've never sung before. Yeah. (laughs) The terror I would feel to get up and sing. Oh, I know. Is crazy. And her fashion design job paid really well. So she had her own label. Is that what they call them? Labels? Yeah. So yeah, she, she, she started her own fashion label. Yeah. And then she ended up getting into financial trouble. So she ended up working for some major company, but making really good money. Yeah. But wanted to go on and sing. Well, she wanted to break out and do her own thing. I guess this comes to the moment that you and me talk some truth here. Are we ready to quit our jobs and break out to do this podcasting thing full time? Well, considering that this podcast has netted us negative dollars, I'm going to hold on to my job for a little bit longer. Yeah, I don't have the swing out sister, swing for the fences mentality. No, I don't have that confidence. But this song is all about confidence and making positive changes in your life and just going for it. Yeah. And so she talked about the other two guys living in a squat. You had this whole sort of perception of living that artist lifestyle and everything. And, you know, it's free and fun and easygoing. And, you know, you wake up at noon, you you jam on your guitar for a little while. But it's like, no, you're sleeping on a floor with like six other people in a squat. This is what I'm picturing in this, yeah. in this situation here. And I'm guessing a squat means they're living at a place that 
is uh, illegal to rent uh, to be at? Does or that sound maybe, fair? maybe one person owns it and everyone kind of chips in a little okay, bit. Okay, that makes sense. Because I had memories of the early Clash days oh, where yeah. you have these bands you like, but then you find out these sort of like uh, beginnings where it seems like at any moment huge violence could break out. Bananarama had a similar beginning too. Yeah. You're like, what is going on? And so I guess Swing Out Sister, the smoothest of all these bands, were living the squat life. And again, it's that whole bohemian lifestyle that you think is so romantic and everything. But I don't know. If I'm sleeping on a floor or or something like that and haven't showered in about four days, I'd get a job as a fashion designer pretty quickly. So you have Andy and Martin living the squat life, but she's a fashion designer and she's not living the squat life because the injury she gets that leads to the writing of this song can only happen if you have money, at least in my worldview. Yeah. Because I don't know anyone in our friendship group who rides horses. No. Well, I have a friend that rides horses, but... Is she a princess? No, she's a modern pentathlete. Is horseback riding in the pentathlon? Yeah, horseback you shoot riding. With the, you shoot horseback, you shoot? <laughs> no, it's equestrian like horse jumping, fencing, swimming, running, and pistol shooting. That's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. The uh, Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> also, in steeplechase, you're not on a horse? No. You just are a horse. You are a horse <laughs> jumping jumping over pits of water. I ran the steeplechase once in the really? in high school. Yeah, my shoe came off and I came last. Was the steeplechase in Chariots of Fire? No, I don't think so. All right. They just like ran on the beach. Okay. So she gets a crazy injury while I think horseback riding. Yeah. Or I don't know if she's doing the equestrian thing, James. I, I read it as it was an equestrian injury and she fell into a wall. Into a wall, which I'm wondering about what the horse was planning to do because i thought you you jumped over those fences with the with the sticks on them yeah well some of the jumps are actually brick walls as well with i mean they're not tall brick walls but maybe it was that or maybe i don't know i'm speculating here yeah anyways she had a skull fracture and, and she, was like unconscious for like three weeks or something like yeah that. at least a week because she talked about that and when she came out she would just write these lyrics yeah and she said i guess because she was so semi-conscious they were just Stream of conscious. Yeah. So, quite literally, possibly. I mean, there wasn't a stream coming out of her conscious. No. Conscious is just a construct. Frank, I don't know if you know about Carl G. Young. <laughs> so she's got this song. She's writing this. But I don't know if she got the injury while they were together. I think they were together then. And they had done a single. They were on a two-single deal. Right? Yeah. So, so they had a two-single deal with Mercury Records. They recorded the one which got... Uh, a little bit of traction, but uh, I guess she get she has this injury or whatever. They're writing these songs, and the record label says we need that second single. We need it now. Yeah. And the two other bandmates, Andy and Martin, are off with their respective bands that they're in at the time. One was a certain ratio. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I forget what the other one was. It doesn't matter because we're not talking about those bands. So they're out on tour or um, playing gigs. And poor Corin is off on her own. She gets a call from the record label. So she's frantically trying to get a hold of her bandmates. And this is obviously predates cell phones, internet, all that other sort of stuff. So she's calling landlines, trying to track them down. Anyways, can't. So the record label says, the bike courier will be there in the morning. You better have something for us. 
And the lyrics kind of come to her and it's at night and she's trying to put down the lyrics of the song to a backing track that the band had already put together. There's a story about the instrumentation for the for the song as well, which we'll, we'll talk about here shortly. Anyways, Corinne is trying to sing and her roommate is like, shut up. I have to work in the morning. Like I need to sleep. Stop singing. So she goes to bed that night trying to keep all of her thoughts straight and in the morning sings into basically the equivalent of a Walkman to record the lyrics over the instrumentation and have that demo tape ready for the bike courier when when he showed up. Yeah, the company decides to keep them over this. Yeah. And then they yeah. go into the studio, I guess, to record this. So they had that two single deal and then after they heard this song, uh, the demo tape, they I guess they got a record deal out of it, which is pretty pretty fantastic. And this song is so, so good. Yeah. It is a song, as I, I think it was Andy who said this, it's like a song from a band that's so new, they don't even know what they're doing. So the choices you make are instinctive and you try things that you would never try if you're sort of an established band. Sort of like what we do in our early episodes, and now we yeah. wouldn't try that stuff. No, no, no. Now we, we have shareholders. <laughs> I don't even know what shareholders do. But we have shareholders to appease and, and board members to to answer to. Yeah. <laughs> the one quote that uh, Corinne gave, which I find hilarious, is her thought process for when she's singing. And she says, I can remember having the idea the night before, but I couldn't record it because it would make too much noise. But the thing that made me remember it was thinking of a chicken clucking combined with Michael Jackson's Thriller. That's incredible. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know if I hear that in the song, no, but I neither, like... No, neither do I, but... Uh, I like the idea. Yeah, she's an artistic mind. Maybe she sees things a lot differently than the way we do. When you hear the song, what are the things you remember mostly about it? Like, what's the thing that draws you back? There is a very particular way in the way that she sings. And one of the things that I really like, and re-listening to it a couple of times here, when she sings and break out, you don't hear and. It's break out. And I just love that. Again, just a very, very smooth, sophisticated way of singing. Very good. I have written down here, smooth jazz slide. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like her voice has this slide to it that I only know as smooth jazz and the type of jazz that people make fun of when they say they hate jazz or especially elevator music or whatever. But you and I, of course, embrace this stuff. Absolutely. Yep. She's got that voice that I feel like you could mimic and mock, but it's so perfect in this song. Yes. And I listen to her other stuff and her their stuff is definitely more jazzy, but real jazz and doesn't have this sort of bounce to it. Yeah. It's good, but it's just different from this. This is unlike, I think, most of what they've done. Yeah. What I really liked were those horns too. Yes. It's just so the horns crazy. are so good. At the beginning of the song, I guess we're we're going to get into the song a, b a bit more, uh, jumping into it. When it starts off with those synths, yeah, very, very reminiscent of uh, West End Girls by the Pet Shop Boys. Okay, there you go. Now, that's what I want to talk about, too. Okay. I've written down here. When you hear the opening, mm -hmm. it's hard to know what song it is because yes. there's so many songs that sound like this. And yeah. so I'm glad you said West End Girls. Okay. 
Now, there's one. Now, after hearing the West End Girls, I think of Madonna's Who's That Girl? Okay. So, so, in the same type of beginning, to me. There's so many different sounds going on there that make it of its time. And it's not a criticism. It's just like when it begins, I feel like people just in a room are thinking, okay, what song is this? What song is this? And then when it comes on, no one's disappointed. It starts with the percussion and the synths. But then when she goes, break out at the beginning, then the horns pop right in. Yeah. So horns, synth, and (laughs) jazz slide, everything's perfect. Yeah. Now, she listed a whole bunch of bands and singers that they were trying to reach towards for making this. And I have them ready for you. Okay. So, let me walk you through this. The first person she mentioned was Isaac Hayes. Okay. So, I'm going to throw down an Isaac Hayes song that's not Shaft to get you a feel. And you tell me this seems like Swing Out Sister. I'm not hearing it necessarily, but it moves in a way that, yeah. Yeah, okay, I'm starting to feel it there. Yeah, I feel like there's a joy to it. Yeah. And I realize I hadn't listened to a lot of Isaac Hayes, but I think I gotta go back. It's real good. And this one's not surprising. I know this one because I have to hear it all the time, because I live... At a house with a jazz singer. The weather report. So here's, I'm going to play for you Birdland. Yeah, I can definitely hear that with the horns and everything. Yeah. And the joyfulness about it. Yeah. So there's weather report. She also talked about Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, with the horns for sure. Yeah. Okay, next one. I'm just going to play this. You tell me the name of the band. Oh, um, oh, why can't I think of this? Steely Dan. Steely Dan. Oh, okay. They're a jazzy, bluesy kind of band. The worst term ever for my friends who play in jazz and blues bands. Next one. Diana Ross. Yes, very good. So she said Diana Ross. Now I hear I'm coming out. She's claiming 
that it was ain't no mountain high enough. Oh, okay. Which to me doesn't really fit this, but you know, you go for things and that's not what you end up with. Yeah. I mean, you and I, when we started the podcast, we wanted to be like serial, something very serious and we we're going to solve mysteries. See, I misunderstood and I thought we were talking about serial. So all these elements are going into what this music is. You know, despite the pedigree of everything they're choosing, they are just moving towards smooth, easy jazz listening that yeah. will be kind of derided for decades, I think. When I listen to this song, I think of it as a pop song. I don't right. think of it as smooth jazz or jazzy okay. or anything like that. There's definitely a lot of musicianship, but I don't think it as being anything more than a... Uh, a, a fun pop song. And when I say that, that's not to uh, talk it down or anything like that, but it's a fun, great, great pop song. And the message about it is just so fantastic. Well, this is what we're going to head into. Now, of course, for me, I'm always cognizant of where I hear it. And I hear it at doctor's offices, yeah, dentist offices, and on Joy 96. Yeah, but we definitely would have heard it like roller skating and at Prudhomme's Landing. Yeah, but you wouldn't hear it on 98.5 or 99.9, no. but you'd hear it on 98.1, 97.3, and 96.1. Yeah. Now, I apologize. 105.7. Are we just... Yes. Now, of course, we have to apologize to anyone listening outside of Niagara. Yeah. But it's important to talk from our location. And when you hear that, you're like, oh, yeah, smooth, easy office listening. But that doesn't mean it's bad. No. This is such a good, good song. And I can't talk enough about the message. So Corinne was in her job as a fashion designer and a model. And, you know, she's doing well for herself. But she has this passion to become a musician and had never really sung before. But this song is autobiographical to her because it's her decision to just go for it, to break out, to make that change, to make that decision, to take a chance and go for it. Yeah. And it's just, it's one of those success stories where you kind of look at it and just, for every success story, there's like hundreds of failures, but you celebrate the successes. Yeah. And I feel for those failures, but I'm so glad we have this song. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad this one made it through. Let's move our way through the song, huh? That's, yeah. Uh, so opening line, I have it on my genius lyric sheet here. And breakout, she begins, as you already will Break out. Yeah, I couldn't put it better. I don't even know how to say it. Break out. So let's go to verse one. When explanations make no sense, when every answer's wrong, you're fighting with lost confidence. All expectations gone. The time has come to make or break. Move on, don't hesitate, and break out. I love it. Trust yourself. Make a decision. Just go with it. Confidence. It had me thinking about so many great 1980s movies that go along with this. And I have listed a whole bunch of them that I will refer to as we work through these lyrics. For verse one, I want to dedicate this one to a massive blockbuster of the 1980s, possibly one of the greatest movies ever made, next to Citizen Kane, Rocky Three. <laughs> 
Remember, he lost his confidence. That's why he lost to Clubber Lang. Yeah. Well, it's because Mick had had the heart attack. Well, right when he was going into the ring and everything. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, fair enough. And he wasn't really ready for it. I mean, you watch it, how he trained and all this. He needed to break out. Yeah. With the help of Apollo Creed. But to go back to the actual lyrics, (laughs) so it's true. Like, you have that sense of being stuck is so... Is it archetypal is the word I want to say or mythological that you need to get out of this, the hero's journey, you you know you're stuck and you there's think, more out yeah, there. Archetypal, I think, is... Is a better word. Sure. Okay. You're still thinking architecture, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. No. I'm drawing buildings in my head. <laughs> it's, it's super evocative. Whether it's archetypal or architectural, it's super evocative. Yeah. <laughs> it's... A, I love the line, you're fighting with lost confidence. But the idea you're trying, but you don't have anything. Yeah. All expectations are gone from you, and you're just trying to do something. And then it's like you hit a moment where you have to make a decision, make or break. Yeah. And you break out. You break out. That's what I love about the song is sometimes the songs can give you the sense of you don't know what you're going to do, but they're like encouraging you. Just break through. Yeah. And then you jump right into the chorus there. Don't stop to ask. And now you've found a break to make at last. You've got to find a way. Say what you want to say. Break out. I love that. It's like, don't stop. Don't question yourself. Just go. Trust yourself. Oh, I can't say it better than that. There are so many movies, so many books just about this idea. I know I brought up Rocky 3. I'm going to bring, I bring up, another... up Rocky 3 again or Rocky <laughs> 4 this time. I'm going to bring up Doc Hollywood for you. That's my next movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a bit more out there, but there's... It's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. But it's an idea of getting away from things. We're really treading on the most obvious Hallmark movie reference. Yeah. But uh, it might just happen as we make it through there. Okay. Horns go just absolutely berserk between chorus and verse two. Yeah. And I just have written horns with five S's. <laughs> Verse two, when situations never change, tomorrow looks unsure, don't leave your destiny to chance. What are you waiting for? The time has come to make a break. Mmm, break out. I love the line, don't leave your destiny to chance. Yeah. Makes, makes me think of a little play called Streetcar Named Desire. One of the lead characters there, Stanley, says, you got to make your luck. He doesn't believe in luck. Yeah. Now, of course, I thought that was way more uplifting until I actually read the play with my grade 12s and turned out he was a really bad guy. But still, I tell my kids all the time, you need to make your luck. Yeah, exactly. Don't let anyone else decide for you. You decide for yourself. That's right. So the idea that destiny isn't something that chance makes happen, you make your destiny happen. Verse two reemphasizes the point of verse one. Yeah. It says it another way, but I, I like what it's going at, right? So 
they don't need to say a lot of new things here. It just needs to keep the point coming home to you as a listener. You as the person working in the shoe store who just wants to get out of that place. Who just wants to get out of the place, but also wants to find out who actually sang this song. Exactly. Verse two is essentially verse one, same thing, but it's just reinforcing because this is a positive song that's telling you to go out, make positive changes in your life and to trust yourself, believe in yourself. You are a superhero. All right. You want another movie? Sleeping with the enemy. (laughs) How was that? Wait, she broke out. Oh, yeah. And then he came to kill her. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. You want another movie? Yeah. Regarding Henry. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Gets it, shot in the head. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it Ritz crackers, but also the Ritz. Oh, you're right on it. Yeah. yeah. So he comes out of it, but he's a different person. Yeah. So in a sense, maybe his subconscious breaks out and he can become a kind person because he was a terrible person before that. Yeah. I don't know if it works, but it came to me. And then I have written down more similar than expected, but I had no idea what I meant when I wrote it. <laughs> So when we go hey, back, you just need to trust in what you wrote, say what you want to say and break out your analysis of the song. Just trust yourself. Go with it. Take a chance. Take a flyer. Break out, Bill. All right. So we go to the chorus here and she says, don't stop to ask. I got a question for you, Frank. I what? Ask for directions. No, no. Okay. Well, I was going to ask what she's, what is she asking? Don't stop to ask. Is it a Why? Yeah, it, in my mind, it's don't stop to ask. Don't second guess yourself. Don't ask permission. Just do what you feel is the best decision for you. And that makes sense because she says, and now you found a break to make it last. You have to, you found that place and you go for it. Yeah. Another movie, if we're going to talk movies here, is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, oh, that's <laughs> awful. I, you know what? I, this is throwing us off, but I hated watching that movie with the classroom. Book was a book I could handle more. Yeah. But the movie when Jack Nicholson looks the way he does, yeah. no spoilers. But breaking the window, jumping out that, I guess there is a breakout. I wish you hadn't said that. I was in such a good mood. <laughs> and that's so depressing. So that brings us into the bridge. My goodness. And we're at a point now where not only do we know the bridge, but I'm able to find websites that tell us it's the bridge. And it starts off a little bit slow with the, some people stop at nothing if you're searching for something. And then it just picks right up. And I love this part. Lay down the law, shout out for more, break out and shout day in, day out and break out. It is a moment where there's no horns. It's just the sort of synths going. Yeah. And then as she's calling out for laying down the law, shouting out for more, 
And by the time she says breakout, the horns come in. And the horns are sort of ushering you out, right? Breakout, horns are going to take you there. Yeah, and it jumps back into the chorus. Yeah, and then the chorus has like an instrumental shift there. It says, don't stop to ask, and they go on. Now you found a break to make it last. And so you have that instrumental shift. But then after that instrumental shift, you have the key change. Yes, I have key change with question mark. Because I'm (laughs) not sure if it is a key change or if it's an octave change. (laughs) <laughs> you have the same note. Yeah. <laughs> I did read an interview with Andy Connell where he said the producer recommended the key change. And so they were, they fought a lot with Paulo Duffy over a lot of things, but they said it was good fighting. Yeah. But he was pushing for things. And one of them was need a key change. And so this key change works. And although you and I feel the same way where it's a pretty subtle key change, I think. I don't yeah. quite catch it, but it's the same thing. But with a key change, it brings you, the listener, up. It brings the emotion up. Because out of the bridge, they do the chorus, then they do the key change chorus. And when it gets to the part, say what you want to say, break out at the end, I have just a little arrow. Because Corinne goes, you got to find a way, say what you want to say. And she jumps up with the yeah, the way yeah. that she sings it. And it's just, it's goosebumpy. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. And it then takes us to that outro yes. that, to me, as a listener, might be the greatest part. So this is yeah. a song that kept getting better as it went on. And by the end, you know this. And so it makes it all the more painful as it fades out to another song. I know, song. right? Because they keep amping everything up and you just want to hear more and more of it. But they outro and they fade it out because in the outro where it goes, shout out for more to ask, break out, shout day in, day out, break out. And I just have on the lyric sheet beside that, just awesome with an exclamation point. That's all I wrote because it's just awesome. It is. And I remember listening to this and thinking every song that followed it never lived up to it. Yeah. It would always be some song I hated or something that was just so maudlin. This isn't maudlin. This is real, baby. So you're not talking about like the next song that Swing Out Sister released. You're talking no. about... This song plays on the radio and this song after it is just doesn't live up to it. Never does. So it's a challenge for us as we move to an obvious category. Yeah. So the question I have to ask, though, is if this song plays and the song after it is a Phil Collins song, how do you feel about that? Oh, I feel awesome. It's just too bad Joy96 didn't get that One More Night was the one to follow <laughs> this up with. You got to bring us down. One More Night would definitely bring me down, but not bring me down. It would bring me to the most joyful place. Gotcha. I also want to point out that Andy Connell, who wrote the music for this, his inspiration for it came from the 1986 uh, World Cup. So the BBC, when they were showing the World Cup games, had this theme music that was playing, and he hated Hated it so much. So he decided to create his own music that he would play while the introduction to the BBC's World Cup coverage was playing. So yeah. that's what basically started this song off. Can you imagine Breakout being a World Cup song? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that could work. I think there's still time. So the video is kind of autobiographical. Uh, the main character is Corinne Drury, and it's her working in kind of 
I think it's supposed to be implied like a, a factory like setting, except it's set outside in a garden, if I'm getting it correct. Anyways, it starts with the instrumentation as she's sewing, and then she's ripping the fabric because she's breaking out when she sings breakout at the beginning. And the whole music video is basically her and Andy and Martin from the band kind of working through all this like fabric and sewing and fashion and creating this dress for Corinne to wear at a fashion show at the end of the video. But they're mugging through the whole thing. And there's the scenes where Corinne is singing and the two guys are, their heads are right beside hers. And she's doing the uh, the eyes back and forth and smiling and singing. It's, it's a really fun, fun video. It matches so many of those 80s songs that just are having so much fun. And the videos are having that fun too. Mm-hmm. And just the sort of acting that, went into it where where the director's coaxing them to be certain ways yeah she's such a natural yeah yeah absolutely and that's what i thought is she's made for the camera she's been in front of the camera before from her modeling career and all that other sort of stuff but she is such a natural actress in this uh in this video and she's got a look that reminds me of like demi moore and some of the i think love interest in a george michael video i think too there's like the sort of straight dark hair cut in a certain way and she's kind of fascinating just to hear sing but also to watch sing yeah i was thinking kind of Susanna hoffs from the walk like an egyptian video yeah they're both very expressive in their videos it's super fun and it does the trick yeah and it's exactly the type of video that you would make for this song yeah it's fun like i said everyone's kind of mugging for the camera the main stars Corinne Drury. The other dudes are they're there, but you know, just kind of for a little bit of comic fun relief and all that other sort of fun stuff. But exactly what you what you want. It's a song about, well, breaking out, making those positive changes in your life and going for it and everything working out. Yeah. Because that's what the song is about. I was just reading up on the record label. Uh, despite them accepting Breakout as a potential for them to make an album, they still kind of hated it, the record label. Oh, really? It says, uh, I think this is from, it might have been from Corinne or it might have been from Andy. I'm not sure which one said it, but they said the record label hated Breakout. Acid House was coming. Everything had lots of attitude. It wasn't cool to be upbeat, but people could tell the song was sincere. Lots of people have told us it was their anthem. But people could tell the song was sincere. And our nine-year-old selves knew that. Yeah. We weren't buying into the Acid House phoniness. No. Am I right? I didn't know what Acid House was. But I, I read I the same- I was afraid of it. Yeah. <laughs> Houses made out of acid? Yeah. Burn your skin. But yeah, I've read the same article. I got a new article for you, though. What's that? This is kind of transitioning the categories that I've never tried out before, this category. Now, I thought about comparing this song to other songs about breaking out. Okay. As we're doing this, I thought about break on through to the other side. Yeah. But I didn't choose that one. I chose ACDC's Jailbreak. (laughs) So, you know who I asked to compare it? ChatGPT. Okay. (laughs) Here's what ChatGPT had to say. Despite their musical disparities, Breakout by Swing Out Sister and Jailbreak by ACDC connect thematically through their exploration of freedom, rebellion, empowerment, and the pursuit of adventure. These songs demonstrate that regardless of the genre, music can convey similar messages and resonate with listeners in powerful ways. 
you remember Jailbreak by ACDC? Very vaguely, yes. Well, it's about a guy who's trying to break out of jail. Well, but a guy... A little on the nose, Yeah, eh? but a guy talking about his friend who wants to break out of jail. Oh, okay. I'm going to spoil it for you. He breaks out of jail with a bullet in his back. So he breaks out metaphorically, metaphorically. spiritually, but not dead, yeah, literally. Not physically, because... Well, I guess physically, kind of, but... Kind of. Yeah. He didn't get far. No. As much as I love this song, I do have a little bit of a complicated relationship with it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you remember this, Bill, but when I was in high school, I was uh, I was an awkward teen. Yeah, I remember it because there was like mirrored reflection of myself and you, <laughs> <laughs> which is why we're friends in yeah. high school. Yeah. Anyways, and this song all was always kind of in my subconscious in one way, shape or another. So I had, I, well, sorry, I still have very sensitive skin which was prone to acne and breaking out. Okay. I remember distinctly waking up some mornings and I look in the mirror and I'm just like, I got new zits all over the place or something. And you're an awkward teenager, so you, this is the end of the world to you. But this song was always stuck in my head. And I look in the mirror, it's like, break out. And I'd sing that to myself and then I get depressed about, you know, Going to school with like, you know, brand new crop of zits on my forehead or whatever it was. But despite the half a tube of toothpaste that you put on your face. I know. Do you ever try that? Oh, I, I tried everything that I could just to try and subdue. I hear people talk about the teen years as being the greatest years of their lives. Nope. <laughs> no. No. Nope. No. No. I don't want to go back to no. not knowing who I was or being fearful of everything around me. I th I feel I'm a better four year old. Yeah, absolutely. Give me being fearful of crushing debt. <laughs> so, what part of this song brings you joy? Oh my goodness! Well, there's this jazz slide voice and the horns. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Though I love hearing those. Every time the horns come on, it lifts me right up. Yeah, hearing the words break out just just brings me back to being a grade two, grade three. Where, you know, I talked about the teen years being awful, mm -hmm. but it wasn't awful being nine years old. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. And that was a good time to be alive. For me, it's definitely when she has that moment in the bridge and also in the outro. And it's when she kind of almost scat sings. Yeah. Again, we're talking because it's a jazzy bluesy kind of a song here, right? Yeah, my apologies to our uh, music uh -huh people out there well people who know what they're talking about yeah, yeah. but but yeah the the lay down the law shout out for more breakout and show day in day out and breakout i'm smiling just singing that very poorly but singing it nonetheless and still smiling so this song did quite well for the swing out sister made it to number six on the billboard hot 100 charts and was nominated for a grammy for best pop performance by a duo or group the year it was nominated it lost to i've had the time of my life by bill medley and jennifer warrens the other songs that were nominated were alone by heart la bomba by los lobos and somewhere out there by Linda Ronstadt and James Ingram. This is absolutely insane. This ranks with Let's Hear It For The Boy, having to go up against all those songs at the 1984 Academy Awards. Yeah. 
before you started, I was like, well, what could possibly beat Breakout? Like, ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, those are all tough. those songs were so oh, good. It's insane. Yeah. And this is the part of the podcast where I start complaining about the music of today. Yeah, I know. Not going to do that. Yeah. However, my goodness. We're just crotchety old men. We don't understand the music of today, I don't think. But at the same time, songs like Breakout, Somewhere Out There, I've Had the Time of You don't make songs like that anymore. No, because you have to have a whole entire machine working around it yeah. that can make tons of money. Yeah. Have we become cynical? Oh, never. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty Pleasures doesn't do cynicism or irony. No. And one of those words we don't know. Or cynical irony. No, we definitely not. And if we found it, we wouldn't know what it meant. No, exactly. Do you got a mixtape, Frank? Yes. Okay. So my mixtape is all about positive change. All right. This song is about making a decision, positive change in their lives, going for it, and everything working out. So this is not necessarily the exact same theme. It's all about positive change. Okay. So My Life by Billy Joel. Very good. I'm Still Standing. Elton John. Okay, very good. I Won't Back Down by Tom Petty and the and the Heartbreakers. Because it's about sometimes you got to stand up for change. You got that right. We uh, we referenced this song earlier, and it's I'm Coming Out by Diana Ross, yeah, which yeah. is a big song because it was her first song, first album, not being under the thumb of Motown Records. All right. So this was her sort of I'm coming out, I'm breaking out, and making this positive change in my life. And we end it all with Hold On by Wilson Phillips. Oh, very good. Very good. And this all fits into songs that would play on those radio stations. Yeah. Whether we're Swing Out Sister, would be Swinging for the Fences. Interestingly, Swing Out Sister ended up being the name of the band because they kept firing off names and each member of the band would say whether they liked it or hated it. Okay. And only Swing Out Sister was one that all three hated. Oh, Really? They all hated it. They all hated it. And they also had different ideas what the horns should be, and none of it ended up being the horns that ended up being used. So these are sort of the weird things that make a band. Yeah, that's awesome. Sophistapop. Yeah. This is regarded as one of the major Sophistapop songs. Mm -hmm. So my mixtape is going to involve songs that would fit within the Sophistapop smooth jazz realm oh okay so that the songs that those radio stations should have followed up this song with okay all right break my stride matthew wilder okay which is another song that i heard all the time and never knew who sang it yeah all right christopher cross (laughs) do you remember that it's all right yeah i think we're gonna make it (laughs) 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 okay next up Everlasting Love, Howard Jones. Do you remember that one? Vaguely, yes. I need an everlasting love. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's so good. I know Howard Jones has a certain sort of space within coolness, but Everlasting Love does not. No, it doesn't exist in that space. But it's cool in our world. Oh, it exists in our cool world. Zits and all. (laughs) This one, I think, is totally on the nose. Too Late for Goodbyes. Julian Lennon. Oh, okay. I love that song. And I'm ending with, to me, one of the ultimate songs that ended up on Joy 96, 1057, 98.1, 97.3, Easy Rock, Mary's Prayer, Danny Wilson. Yes! 
We're coming for you, Danny Wilson. Uh, it's definitely going to be a song that we that we cover. Uh, there's so many other songs I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about songs about breaking out as well. Okay. Now, this is on my mixtape, but I want to throw down a couple songs that deal with the same theme. I Want to Break Free by Queen. Okay. Break Away, Kelly Clarkson. That was almost on my mixtape. Yeah, yeah. it, it was a last-minute cut. Jailbreak, of course, but that's really tangential. Escapade, Janet Jackson. Oh, nice call. Okay, that was the end of my... That was bit. it? Okay. I think there's so many songs about breaking free, but you could just go through movies and songs about breaking free. Yeah. Do you think Michael Bolton could sing this song? No. No, and I agree. And almost every song, we're like, yeah, I'd love to see him try it. Like, no, don't no. do it. Don't do it. No. And there's, I don't think anyone should try it. I was going to say... Who do you think could cover this song? That's a good question. Because I got one that I can get to throw out to you. I'm going to let you try and answer first. Okay. All right. Give me a moment here. Let me think. Or the woman who sang for the Velvet Underground. Nico. (laughs) I feel like she could slide the jazz. Yeah. But she'd be out at at home plate. I mean, if Celine Dion went for it, it would be awful, but I would be there for it. I have one for you. Please don't say it's Nora Jones. No. Okay. This might be a little bit too close to home for you. Ashley? Ashley St. Pierre. Oh, my goodness. I would like to hear her sing this at one of her gigs. She'll never know that I was suggesting it to her because she'd have to listen this far into the podcast. She'll never know. (laughs) But you know what? I'm going to bring it to her. We'll see what she says about it. She'll probably tell you to turn it off pretty quickly, but I I would love to have her do a cover of this. All right. That's fair. She could do it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. She could. Random trivia for you. Okay. Future guilt-free pleasure episode. Apollo Duffy produced another major song. You'll never guess this. Walk the Dinosaur. Oh, was not was. Would you think Don Was would have produced it since he's the producer? But yeah. It was not was. <laughs> <laughs> Which is coming at some point. Oh, Apollo absolutely. Duffy. Yeah. Oh, wow. He gave us a lot of great things in this That's world. Fantastic. I hope our discussion of Breakout brought back fantastic memories for you. And if you weren't old enough to be there, I hope you've come to appreciate how awesome this song is. And if you find yourself stuck in your own sort of rut, I think you know where this is going, Frank. I just got to give some advice to our listeners. Don't stop to ask. Take a look. And if you find a break, you got to make it last. Why do they have to do that, Frank? You've got to find a way, say what you want to say. Break out. This has been Bill and Frank's Guilt Free Pleasures. Mm-hmm.